Welcome to 5 Minutes in Church History, hosted by Dr. Stephen Nichols, where we take a little break from the present to go exploring the past. Travel back in time as we look at the people, events, and even the places that have shaped the story of Christianity. This is our story, our family history. Let's get started. Plinius Secundus, that's his Latin name. In English, we can just simply call him Pliny the Younger. We call him Pliny the Younger to distinguish him from... Pliny the Elder. Now, Pliny the Elder was not his father. He was, in fact, his uncle. Both of them were there at Vesuvius when it erupted, and that took the life of Pliny the Elder, but Pliny the Younger survived. He went on to be a very significant figure in early Rome. He's counted as not only a brilliant administrator and orator, even sort of an early lawyer, if you will, but also as a writer and as an historian. He's one of three early Roman historians that we uh, like to talk about and give us great insight into the Roman world in those early centuries. That, of course, would be Tacitus and Suetonius and then Pliny. Pliny knew Tacitus, and actually for a while he hired Suetonius and had him as one of his members of his staff. Towards the end of his life, Pliny was appointed governor of Bithynia and Pontus, This is the area of modern-day Turkey. We know this area well. This was an area where Paul planted churches and where the early church in the gospel took root. Pliny is sent there by the emperor Trajan, and he is sent there to govern that region. And when he gets there, he discovers a significant problem, and he's not sure what to do with it. The problem is Christians. He doesn't know how to handle them. So he shoots off a letter to Trajan asking for his counsel and his advice on how to handle these Christians. The first question he has for him is whether the name itself, that is, simply one who is Christian, if that's enough for them to be considered guilty and therefore, as it were, an enemy of the state, even if there's no offenses that are associated with that name. Well, in his reply to Pliny, Trajan says, yes, the name is enough. The mere name, Christian, the identification with the followers of Christus. That is enough for them to be guilty. Well, back to Pliny's letter. In the letter, not only does he ask what makes them guilty, he also asks, how should we handle this? There are Christians who are being brought to me, and so I know if there are Christians who are being brought to me, that means there are many more. So should I be seeking them out? Should I be trying to find them? Should I, you know, send out my spies and my soldiers to see if we can find them? Trajan is going to tell him in his letter back, don't seek them out. But if they do come and you do find and you bring them on trial and they say that they are Christian, then they must be punished. If we go back to Pliny's letter, two things in there that we should pay attention to. One is that in order to find out about these Christians, Pliny tells Trajan that he took two of them, two deaconesses who were slaves, and he tortured them. He tortured them to find out what their practices were like, what other Christians there may be in their assembly. And he lets Trajan know that he learned a great deal from these two slaves, Christians, that he tortured. He also says something in this letter. He says that sometimes he brings Christians in and they recant. They denounce their faith. And he'll tell Trajan that right after they denounce their faith, they all worshiped your image and the statues of the gods and they cursed Christ. So there were some in the early church who, when they were brought before these Roman leaders, they did denounce Christ. They turned their back on their faith, and they were sent back into their lives and given their freedom. 
but there were many who did not. And Pliny himself not only persecuted them, but also martyred these early Christians. At one point, he says, as he is dealing with these Christians, he discovered nothing else but depraved, excessive superstition. This is how the Romans viewed early Christianity. They viewed it not even as a religion, but as a superstition, as a threat to the empire, as a threat to the Roman way of life. These Christians would not simply get in step with the times and get in step with their culture. And so they were a threat. And so they were persecuted. And so they were punished. And some of them were martyred. I'm Steve Nichols. Thanks for joining us for 5 Minutes in Church History. 